Hi, I'm Jamie Wincup from Red Bull Racing Australia. I'm Dave Reynolds from the Bodlo Racing Team. Hi, I'm James Moffat from the Norton Hornets. Hi, I'm Chaz Mostert from Four Pepsi Max Crew, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. It is, look, it's great. It's a fun track. Um, I was conceived on the bolt, so um, <laughs> been, been here before. I wouldn't say it's the number one target on our radar. We're all about winning races and trying to win a championship at the moment, but, but we, you know, Kim and I chip away at it, but right now we have nothing. Sometimes they're not dickhead you could say it's just it's, they're just there's good racing and i enjoy it from the racetracks across australia and around the world here's inside supercars hello and welcome to the show this week to discuss philip island and a whole bunch more joining me from speed cafe it's tom howard good oh. evening tom yeah thanks uh, thanks for having me on the show it's nice to be here and from fox sports the fox sports group of channels which as the head of v8 supercars says is going to give V8 Supercars, the Fox Sport treatment, and I'm looking forward to finding out what that is, AJ Hawkins. Afternoon, evening, Craig, and uh, evening, Tom, how are you? I'm, yeah, going well, going well indeed. A couple of very interesting stories this week, and, of course, Lethal Leaves Erebus, and uh, V8X Magazine seemed to be the first one onto that story, and uh, I guess for Tom it's uh, interesting because... Uh, it's also going to see Ross Stone leave at the end of the year. Yes, um, it seems to be all changed at the uh, Erebus uh, Motorsports at the moment, with obviously Lee leaving and Ross Stone leaving as well. What uh, what that means for the team is, is obviously a little bit unknown at this stage, but uh, obviously they, it appears that uh, Ash Walsh will be getting Lee's seat. Um, but as to whether Ross Stone's experience, uh, obviously his wealth of experience, what that's going to mean for the team going forward, uh, who knows? I mean, they, maybe they need to, to find another experienced person to, to draft in to, to help them on that front. Mm, it's going to be interesting because uh, uh, one of the stories uh, I think V8 Supercar ran was uh, Mark Winterbottom saying we need a technical director. So uh, it could be interesting to see how that all ends up. But I don't think the Stone, or I don't think Ross Stone wants to go down to Melbourne. Also uh, interesting that the sparks are flying over the uh, fifth FPR Falcon. Uh, another great story by Stefan on Speed Cafe. Yes, um, obviously that emerged over the weekend at Phillip Island. Um, I mean, it appears that uh, FPR are trying to run five cars with uh, Superbike Racing uh, acquiring a wreck. Um, obviously, this is a, it goes against the, the rules as it stands, so um, it's, it's ruffled a few feathers as, as, as thought. Um, it's yeah, another another interesting point. I mean, obviously, from a V8 supercar standpoint, they'll be obviously trying to get Super Black on the grid. Uh, you know, for grid numbers, it will look good for the for the championship. But um, on the other front, obviously, they're going to try and adhere to the teams who, uh, or clearly, one team is, is upset with um, if this this goes forward. So it's uh, another quandary for for both the eight supercars to and the teams to to discuss. And um, obviously. The Super Black Racing, their point of view, they'll be just as keen to just get on the grid. So, but that might not be their only option. They've obviously there are a few wrecks um, up for grabs at the moment. So, there, there could well be another option for them if this PR route um, comes to a brick wall. Mm, it is going to be interesting to see how that one all shakes out. Now, uh, Viet Supercars have announced that there's going to be a change for the Perth date in 2015. Tom. Yes, um, a, a date clash which has been forced by the AFL, uh, West Coast Eagles and uh, Fremantle. has uh, uh, The clash has forced uh, the Barbagalla round to be pushed back to May the 1st and May the 3rd, which um, is obviously uh, 
clashes are very much the, the talking point uh, in the motorsport world over here, as we've seen with the Bathurst 12-hour and V8 Supercar test clash, which has, has sparked many readers of the Alphiatra story that we posted yesterday to, to ask why can this be moved for an AFL fixture when the, um, a 12-hour motorsport event cannot be moved for a clash with another motorsport event. So it's, um, it's an interesting debate that V8s find themselves in. Um, the other the point of view that uh, has come from this is that the date that the race will now be on, the May the 1st and the 3rd, is now only uh, a two-week turnaround between that and uh, the next event, which is um, in Winton. So it's going to be a tough challenge for teams, especially if they've got any damage or repairs. Um, maybe this, is, this could well cause a bit of an issue for the teams, um, just looking at that. Yeah, and uh, I'm, I'm just trying to uh, scratch my mind back to when I was in Perth earlier this year because I'm sure I watched a showdown, which was Matthew Pavlich's like 200 or 250th game for Fremantle the Saturday night I was in Perth So for the, for the V8 round. So it, it's interesting, uh, this one, I think it's going to have some more legs as, uh, as of course, the ridiculous... Bathurst battle continues. I'm not going to ask Andrew about the Bathurst battle because Mark Fogarty's got a great story about V8 Supercar champion Jamie Winkup and his stake, or he's staking a claim to greatness. Yeah, and it's a it is a, a great story, and I think I really think that Jamie can lay claim to being the greatest driver in the V8 Supercar era, taking out the Australian Touring Car Championship and all that sort of stuff out of the debate. Of the current area of the current area, he's head and shoulders above everyone else. Yep. I don't disagree with you and I think pretty much everyone, Will Dale and and all the News Limited guys were pretty much uh, in tune with that as well. Uh, whilst we're talking News Limited, I really liked Rebecca Williams' story about uh, Roland Dane who said, Jamie Winkup lost us Bathurst but God damn it, he's going to stay at Red Bull. Yeah, and this is a this is another interesting one. I mean, uh, well, I'm not sure where, where else you would see Jamie go to. I mean, Roland Dane... Uh, loves him because he's he's you know ultra quick and, and ultra professional I, I i almost think that jamie needs to win another championship with another team but i'm not sure that roland would let that happen well yeah it's it's going to be an interesting uh it's going to be interesting to see how jamie keeps challenging himself inside motorsport and supercars today we actually asked him uh, about what's going to keep challenging him now that he is the uh the the you know, the greatest driver in V8 supercars. Well, on after the break, we're going to speak to another man who made a bunch of news going into Phillip Island, and that's Charlie Swerkold. I hope you stay with us. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Bought Radio Facebook page. Tune in each weekday morning for a fast-paced look at V8 supercars with Supercars Today. It's a short, sharp look at what's happening across the V8 supercars world. The only, only things Ross is ever critical on are things that A, going to make the car go faster, or B, going to make the race team look better. So he's um, he's, he's honestly taken on board the, the team, and, and almost, you know, it's, it's great to see how much actually he's passionate. Supercars Today, each weekday morning at sportradio.com.au, or sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Hi, I'm Fabian Coulthard from Lockwood Racing, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. 
Uh, we were able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Begley in the final, which uh, we were able to do, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptors family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Dale Wood from Team Advam GB Gal, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Charlie Swercott joins us on the line now and uh, some exciting news. Uh, you've confirmed that Lee Holsworth, Lethal Lee, is coming to your team and will be driving the number 18 car next year. It's interesting because we all thought Lee was signing a contract to extend his time with Erebus. How did it come about that you were able to uh, get him to come across? Hi, um, hi Craig. How are you? Um, yeah, look, it's uh, absolutely uh, out of the blue. I got a phone call yeah, only a few weeks back and and Lee asked, have you, have you got to drive for next year? And I said, no, but I thought you're all done and, and locked away. He said, no, never signed my contract. And uh, so I'm on the lookout, on the hunt. So we met the next day and uh, we put a deal together actually uh, quite quick. Now, importantly for you, you're getting a race-winning driver, a driver that's won in uh, a couple of different makes of cars and a couple of different teams. And you're on the lookout for a new sponsor because Gen Weld, your association with them as a major sponsor, is coming to an end at the end of this season as well. So how important does that go when you're going out to market again looking for a new sponsor? Yeah, look, Craig, it's it's, it's a real shame that Jordan's leaving. Um, They've had some... uh, Issues in in America and a change of uh, management in Australia, so they've decided to uh, end sponsorships all around the country. And uh, so, uh, having Lee come on board, I think is a real big plus because I've got something really exciting to sell. He's a race winner, as you said, and I, I think it's going to be a little bit easier. I've got a clear path to go. So. I'm thinking crossed. I, I hope to be able to, to lock one down soon. And, of course, uh, you're going to continue your association with Ford Performance Racing? Yeah, that's right. Look, we locked it away as well, so I'm staying with the Ford uh, factory team, which is good. And uh, so, yeah, I've, um, it's great also for Ford, Ford Motor Company and FPR to have, you know, four good gun drivers uh, uh, all working together. So, yeah, it's a good outcome. So how do you finish off the year? Look... Jack, he's still fired up. He, he's a great person. He really is a great person. I'm, I'm hoping moving on to Sydney, he'll want to finish up on a high as well. And look, I'm looking for him. He's, he's got to decide if he wants to co-drive his job or what he wants to do. But uh, I'd love to have him uh, in, uh, as an enduro driver for next year as well. So we've got a great relationship. And uh, I'm looking for a good, strong finish for, next year, uh, for, the, for the end of this year. Well, Charlie, we uh, wish all the best. It is exciting news ahead. And uh, hopefully... It's all going up from here. Terrific. Thanks very much for for that, Craig. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think, is a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as Fiat Supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth from Erebus Motorsport, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars as AJ Hawkins and Tom Howard join me, Craig Ravel. And guys, Phillip Island, well, three races, two race winners, and AJ, uh, the the battle 
that we saw on Saturday's second race, which had the two combatants on the front row, Mark Winterbottom, who was uh, a mathematical chance at best, and Jamie Winkup. Winterbottom gets the jump, but in the end, Winkup drives away from him. Well, exactly, and it was one of those races where kind of you kind of felt like Fossey had to really stand up and um, you know be ultra quick against Jamie, who was you know it could have just trundled around and taken the points, but I think he looked hungry for for the race win, so I think that was that was his whole aim there. But um, yeah, it was a belt of a race, wasn't it? It was, Tom. What did you think of that battle? Yeah, no, it was it was fascinating actually. Um... Being, being new to the to the championship um, over here and and everything, those two guys are obviously the one of the two the two leading guys, and they obviously have a bit of a rivalry. So it was a, as, as AJ says, it's a, it was an absolutely fascinating battle, and Frosty really needed to win that, I think, but unfortunately he didn't. But it just goes to show just how strong Wink Cup is that uh, he's so mentally strong that even when he's facing a, a challenge from you know his arch rival, he refuses to buckle under that pressure. Yeah, he he's just taken all before him and. And the the race on Sunday with him running fourth, and once again it was a fascinating battle because he was right there with Mark Winterbottom, and uh, whilst Mark Winterbottom couldn't catch the front two, which that's an exciting finish we'll talk about later, Tom, it's right there. He's just even on a bad day, like I think I can't remember who said it on the show, but he can run out of fuel and still finish fifth at Bathurst. Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head. He's just he's the, the absolute masterclass at uh, sort of picking up points and and just being consistent. Um, you really, really never see him make a, a driving error, which is the mark of a great champion too. I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. The guy, he's just, he's, I don't think people quite will realise just how special or how good he, he is until maybe he retires because um, we all sort of just get used to just how good he is, and I think that's that's probably one of his best tricks in a way. Mm, AJ, look, I I totally agree. There's not, really nothing more I can add to that. It was um, it was just awesome to watch. Mm. Now, looking at that finish, we saw Garth Tander, consummate professional. He just goes, well, I won one last weekend over in New Zealand, exactly the same way as Scotty McLaughlin won it this week, and that's what racing's all about. Uh, AJ, yeah, look, I I agree, and it was. These guys are running on such a minute fuel number now to try and make the cars as quick as they can, you know, trying to fuel as less as they can. Unfortunately, the gamble just uh, didn't really pay off for Garth there, but it was like it's only 100 metres in it. Um, it's one of those things where you throw your hand up and go, well, here's what it is, and, you know, we, we came second. And, and I think Garth would have taken, would have happily settled for second at the start of the race, but, you know, he would have been internally gutted having got so close to that race win. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I guess what we're seeing with Scott McLaughlin now is a building towards 2015 and a, and a real title tilt, Tom. Yes, no, I mean, for me, he's he's my driver of the year. I think um, the guy just, uh, just seems to keep, keep pushing and pushing and he's reaching those very high levels which you need to be at to, to challenge for a title. I think the, his first race win at uh, Phillip Island of the weekend, really, he really came of age because he you know, had the fend off that pressure from from Lowndes, um throughout the race, and it was it was um, you know absolutely brilliant drive from from the young kids. And um, you've got to you've got to say that next year he's going to be right up there to challenge. He's 
such a, such a professional at the moment. And he's really matured in leaps and bounds this year. I've I've thought taking on that kind of you know lead role at, at GRM Volvo as well. Mm, yeah, he's he's done a remarkable uh, a remarkable job. And uh, interestingly enough, he's not had a lot of data to use from his teammate. And uh, in an upcoming episode of Supercars today, I talked to him about what he's looking for in a new teammate because it seems Robert's not going on next year. And uh, there's not been a lot of speculation, Tom, about who might be sitting in the seat, in the second Volvo seat. And that's a lucrative drive. If you know, I was thinking to myself, Lee Holsworth, he's got a great relationship with Gary. You'd almost think about going back to Gary Rogers these days um, because you're going to be in a very, very competitive car. Yes, no, I absolutely agree with you. I think um, if I was Lee, I would have yeah, tried to, to get into that Volvo seat. It's certainly the car that... Uh, is, is quick at the moment and is capable of winning races, whereas we've seen his big, perhaps the Schwerko entries perhaps not quite on that level. Um, so, yeah, no, it, the speculation for that seat at Volvo is, is obviously interesting. We've seen the sponsorship announcement of Wilson Security and Pace, which could indicate that maybe David Wall is, is headed for that drive, which would be an interesting appointment. But it doesn't look like it's going to be a European. Um, so there have been a few names that have cropped up from Europe. Um, it's been obviously unfortunate for Robert, um, having having known Robert myself uh, from back in my days in, in England. He's a good driver, but um, it's, it's very difficult to, to break in over here. So, um, um, yeah, he's, he's perhaps struggled a bit more than I thought he, he would, which is a bit unusual. But, yeah, the, the, that seat is a real prized seat up the grounds, I think. Um, whoever gets that seat, we're in it with a real, char- a real chance even of, uh, of doing very well next year. Yeah, they are indeed. Look, another thing that came out of uh, the race on the weekend was pit stacking once again. And I do want to speak to you, AJ, about it because do we need to say only one car can be in pit lane at a time? We've seen drivers being pushed by cars behind them when they've stopped in the middle of the fast lane. We've seen contact coming out uh, because cars are just stuck, you know, trying to get in and, and so on and so forth. Do we need to pull the pin and say, until we've got a pit bay for every car, you can only have one of your team cars on the racetrack at any one time? And, hey, if you miss out on the first lap under a safety car, then maybe you try and hope for a second safety car. And this is one of the debates that ranges around the uh, the office, you know, occasionally coming up with new things about how we can try and elude pit pit stacking i'm not sure whether you just close the close the pit lane during a yellow flag that kind of solves the problem for everyone and then you've got everyone on equal footing who can kind of get into the pit lane whenever they want and you don't have guys diving in and pit stacking and holding up the lane and everything else like that so maybe that's one one thing we can look at Mm. and uh, what about you tom I have to say, I was amazed that uh, Will Davison got away with uh, tapping into the back of Birkins in that situation in the pits. Um, now, I think I, I, would have, I would have expected a penalty of somewhat for that. But going back to the original point, yeah, I think, yeah, it's, it is interesting um, because it's kind of unusual uh, from my background, which we don't really have bubble stacking or anything in British Touring Car Championship or anything like that. So it's a new thing for me. But um, it, in, in many ways, I, I reckon maybe a, a rule could come in and it could actually make for some exciting racing with obviously the, the teams having to split their cars um, strategy-wise. So it, it, I don't know, maybe maybe it's not needed for, for next season, but I think it's certainly something that maybe needs to be looked at for the future. Mm, well, we need to take a break here on Inside Supercars. Plenty more when we return. 
Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Nick Perkett from HHA Racing. You are listening to Inside V8 Supercars. Tune in each weekday morning for a fast-paced look at V8 Supercars with Supercars Today. It's a short, sharp look at what's happening across the V8 Supercars world. The only, the only things Ross is ever critical on are things that A, going to make the car go faster, or B, going to make the race team look better. So he's um, he's, he's honestly taken on board the, the team, and, and almost, you know, it's, it's great to see how much actually he's passionate. In Supercars Today, each weekday morning at sportradio.com.au, or sign up for the podcast on iTunes. Hi, I'm Scott Pye from Wilson Security, Dick Johnson Racing, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. And I looked up in the break uh, what that race was in Perth, uh, the football game in Perth that uh, the V8s were up against. It was Fremantle and Geelong, but it was Matthew. It was a milestone game for Matthew Pavlich, and it was a sellout at Patterson. Remembering that Patterson Stadium's, uh, I, I think it's about 40,000 is their maximum, and let's face it, the showdown would be one night, and their supercars run three days. It's an interesting interesting one indeed, that they're prepared to dodge a one-night football match that's on, not, well, I don't know the timing of it, but uh, they're going to dodge that, and they're not going to dodge a international event at Mount Panorama, which is two hours away. Ludicrous, ludicrous. What, AJ, is Wing Cup's legacy going to be? I think Wind Cup's legacy is going to be the greatest of the younger era. Um, for those that, you know, haven't weren't around for Johnson and Moffat and Brock and all those guys, I think he's kind of the best driver of that era. Um, and an ultimate professional on and off the on and off the track. I won't ask Tom this question first. I'm gonna go back to you, AJ. How many Bathursts does Wing Cup now need to win to be considered better than Brock in the in, in the eyes of the uh, you know uh, the bleeding masses? Uh, Brock won nine. Wing Cup needs to win ten. Even though he's won already two or three more championships than Brock. Yes. Mm, all right. It's all about Bathurst, Tom. Do you get that feeling, having been an interloper? Do you get that feeling? <laughs> that it's all about Bathurst. Uh, yeah, obviously that's, that's one of the, the key factors that certainly uh, prompted my movement to this country. So uh, yeah, it's a fantastic event. But as to, to that question, I don't think Wink Cup really needs to win ten. If I'm honest, I think he just needs to win it with a different team, and I think that would that would perhaps be enough to uh, sort of quell those naysayers that, that perhaps say he's not quite the man that uh, you know other drivers have been. So um, that's. Um, that's what I would say. But, yeah, going back to your brother's point, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, it certainly is a remarkable event. And I know for a fact that uh, there was a lot more uh, audience watching back in uh, in England uh, this year, especially with the, the new TV rules that saw it being broadcast live for, for the first time. Mm. What I would like to see on Speed Cafe and on Fox Sports motorsport coverage, Will Dale doing a great job, job there, I want to see Ambrose 500 at some point referred to, and then they can credit it back to me, because that seems to be now the championships wrapped up, what Sydney is all about, the Ambrose 500. AJ? Well, it's certainly one of the biggest talking points out of the whole event, um, with with Ambrose coming back and seeing how he's going to go, especially on a circuit that he's never raced at, 
Um, look, I think it's just the, the sticky beak factor and, and seeing if he's a mid-packer or a front-runner. Mm. Tom? Yes, no, it's going to grab all the headlines for sure. And um, we actually run a recent poll on speedcafe.com just to see what the punters thought would uh, where he would finish. And it's quite interesting reading, really. Only sort of 6% think that you would actually uh, make a podium. And they're, they're, they're sort of the large majority reckon that the top 10 is his best result. So it's going to be absolutely fascinating to see just what he can produce. Um, and I, yes, all eyes will certainly be glued for that, uh, for that race, for it, sure. It's certainly going to be an interesting lakeside in... Uh, in a little while, when the uh, car gets unveiled there with Ambrose doing some testing. And there'll be uh, a little plug for Fox Sports News, but there'll be coverage of uh, Ambrose at Lakeside on uh, Fox Sports News this week. All right, then. Good good way to work that in. Tom's done it three times now. He's, he's rating better than the normal guys <laughs> from Speed Cafe. I'm glad we've got you on, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because just account for that, we'll also be at Lakeside too, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's coverage too. All right. Um, I was just thinking to something that happened this year, just facetiously, and I'm wondering if William Dale can blog the last race that Marcus Ambrose did live um, at I'm, the same time as testing at, at Lakeside. Look, I'm sure that he could, uh, that would be something that he would love to do. Unfortunately, we've got him working very hard across across all our motorsport at the moment, so uh, it might be something we um, we look at. But he look, his nineteen ninety four live blog I thought was uh, spectacular. Mm. All right, look, there's some battles left in the V8 Supercar Championship. It's not just all about Jamie. The battle for pole, which is looking like it's going to be an interesting one, there's it can't be a draw because there's three. Well, it can be a draw, but there's three pole positions left, and you would think that. Uh, Someone will get the upper hand there. But the battle for second and top ten spots are pretty t- pretty tight still, Tom. Yes, so, yeah, battle for second is obviously um, right to the forefront of, of Mark Winterbottom's mind. Um, and obviously Craig Lance as well with Triple Eight, uh, now that Wing Cup's uh, secured the title. Um, I imagine all the, all the sort of uh, weight that we've been pushed to, towards Lance to try and secure that second spot. But likewise... Uh, Winterbottom will not want to sort of go down with our fight either. So <laughs> there's plenty to, to battles to watch in the race at Sydney for sure. And um, as you, you alluded to, the, the battle for fifth actually is quite interesting. With obviously McLaughlin just scooping it at, at Phillip Island, but uh, it's extremely close for the from fifth downwards. So uh, who knows what will happen there? But um, yeah, it'll be a good a good finish for the year for, for Scott if he can get in the in the top five. AJ, you got a roughie for us in that top ten? Um, look. No, not really. Um, look, the, the top ten, I, I think, is you know most most people who are outside the top top five would love to keep keep in the top ten. Um, I would like to see some of the Nissans move up in there, but um, you know, wait and see how we go. Mm. Yeah, at the moment, Caruso is number ten, so uh, it's going to be interesting. We need to take a break, and then it's the uh, final thought here on here on Inside Supercars. Join in the conversation, post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au Each week join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we're able to beat the two levels to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to grab, um, take the win off him. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm David Reynolds from Bottolo Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. A final thought, AJ Hawkins. Uh, it's all that Ambrose. Let's see. Let's see how he goes. He'll be the big talking point for Sydney, and um, look, really a catapult into next year. Mm, uh, Tom Howard. Uh, just the, just looking towards sort of the race format and stuff for, for next year. Obviously, we've we've seen uh, a lot of uh, talk about maybe changing things up in the light of Win Cups. Triumph, and we've seen F1 uh, using the double points this weekend. Um, it's going to be a situation where, uh, personally, I think it should stay the same because I think you really see a champion prove his worth by actually um, having sort of competed over the full season with no sort of interact interruptions of double points or anything like that. So, for me, um, that might be something that may be being looked at over the, the off season. But uh, it's unlike the change we made, but I just hope that uh, it stays as it is. Yeah, I'm with you there. None of this silly chase final series <laughs> and double points for me either. It's who's the best over the course of the week, mm. or the course of the season, not uh, a one-off race for the championship. If you want to do that, then call it something else, but don't call it the V8 Supercar or the Australian Touring Car Championship. Guys, pleasure to have you on the show. Tom, a pretty good job first up. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> and AJ, always a pleasure to have you on. Look forward to catching up with you guys in Sydney. Thanks, Craig. And Thanks, Craig. Congratulations to Nissan's Grant Rowley, who took out the Media Go-Kart Challenge at Phillip Island. He's now undefeated at Phillip Island for Media PR Challenges. He won something like four years ago when he was working for Motorsport News. That's all we have time for this week on the show. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device, search Inside Supercars.